Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher and church planter in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for His sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to episode three of my conversation with Steve Pearson and Joe Funicello from Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. In previous episodes, we talked about discipleship and our philosophy. In this episode, we're gonna talk about how do you lead and disciple someone you feel unqualified or you came to faith later in life? God can use anyone who's willing and he can redeem your talent and your passion for his glory. When things really catch fire, when churches really catch fire, the congregation leaves so inspired from that that gathering and from whatever that they then turn their attention to the people in their life, their their families, their friends, their spouses, their children, and they go, okay, I've got this contagious faith now that is being fueled by a godly church. How can I then outpour this into the people around me. Frankly, that has not, we have two generations of people that has not been done yeah. at least, yeah. at, at least. And I think that now what we're trying to do is, as the church is, we're trying to find disciplers <laughs> yeah. who themselves may look at you and say, I've never been discipled. And so guys, how do we engage? Like we have Gen X and millennials, now Gen Z's on us. How do we engage like a Gen Xer who's like midlife, they have a heart for Jesus. They're saying, man, I want to make up for lost time, but I'm kind of feeling my way through this. What do I do? What would you say to that person in terms of being able to you know, kind of shake the dust off and, and maybe impart something that they're not comfortable with? Well, I'll let Joe answer that, but let me go back to something you said um, beforehand, you know, um, going back a couple generations, you know, it, the way, for whatever reason, in the mind of churchgoers today, the way it works is we invite a person to church, we hand them off to the church, or we hand them off to the pastor, we hand them off to the Sunday morning, and then they get saved, and then they get made disciples. And and I'm saying it's the opposite. The church needs to hand them off to the people who do the work of the ministry. We somehow have think that 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 you know the church does the work of the ministry. No, the church equips and then people they equip for the work of the ministry. So I want to hand them back to the people and say, you're the closest thing in their life, right? If, if your experience with God is confined to a Sunday morning, listen, you're not being discipled. I don't disciple people from a message on Sunday morning. I encourage them to love and good deeds, right? That's what, that's what Hebrews 10 says. Don't forsake the gathering as some become more so. Well, right on before that, it says that we come to inspire one another to love and good deeds. And so I inspire people through the, through, through the message to listen to what God is telling you in your life, right? And we may give a gospel message, but in the end of the day, if the church is going to be healthy and it's, and I say the church, the whole church is going to be healthy. It's got to come through community. It's got to come through imparting people's lives. And one of the tragedies of this just of COVID and everybody's dealing with it is it's broken community and it's forced the church to think outside their, their, their typical box. How do I get the people together? How do we're having a meeting about that? You know, even tonight, we're going to talk about that. And so um, I would say that, that what's 
happened in the church by and large, Mike, is people have failed to realize the responsibility for discipleship is not with the 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 pastors. It's with the laity. It's with the people. And Joe, you know this. Early on, when you start to share your faith as a believer, you get fired up. When you start to disciple people, you get fired up and you want more of God, right? And and maybe some of the death and some of the, the just this dryness we feel in the church is because we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, and what you, you mentioned, I did see early on in my Christian experience, I like to say that because Pastor Chuck used that. Um, Instead of being a dead thing, you know, God's alive. He's alive in my life. He lives inside, and I I try to use that. But you're right, and I I saw what you talked about earlier is a a church that God was moving by His Spirit in a way that caused a fire to burn, and people looked outward, right? They looked outward, and they uh, shared their faith, and, and God did work. And so if it's not happening in the church, I blame the senior pastor on the last I'm just kidding. But um, I like Steve's laying down some things that will be helpful because I'm, I'm not a super detailed person. And St- Steve has vision for all these things. But, you know, and he says, hey, if we do it, like, oh, that makes sense. You know, because yeah. I'm just like, I just kind of, you know, I don't know. But I, I like you're a pastor. Yes, I guess. Yes. <laughs> That's good. The only frustration I've had is I think we've had churches kind of built almost on a corporate model like you were talking about. We hand it up. We hand them up. You know, it's kind of that's how businesses are run. It's it's you you move you go deeper into the organization. And and what's interesting about church is it's like you just said, it's like we're handing them back. We're mm-hmm. trying to create that community among the people. And then it, you know, again, it catches fire. And so thank you for that good word. Uh, just real quick. If you have a word, someone's out there. They goofed around most of their adult life. Maybe they've been in orbit around the church, but not really involved in church when they recently got serious about that or maybe made a decision. And they're thinking, man, 42 years old, I'm kind of know some Bible, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be discipled by me. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how most people would get that. I think, what would you say to that person in terms of how God could use them powerfully in the life of somebody? Um, you know, I, I, I kind of go back to, to John 15. If, if I can look humility, God gives grace to the humble. If I can say, Lord, um, I need you and I need you to fill me and I want you to use me. God's going to do that. And God will encourage that person and help that person to be used. I do not think, um, you know, they have to have everything in their life together because pastor Steve mentioned earlier, um, you know, as you get older in the Lord, you go, oh, my gosh, I'm more of a blow it now than ever. Right. <laughs> as, you, as you grow in the Lord. But I like what Peter had to say. He says this at the end of Second Peter, the last admonition, the last encouragement, the last thing he could say was grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because that takes care of all that water that's run under the bridge. And you want to set yourself and I felt here, I felt here. Ah, but the grace of God can renew and strengthen and I can walk in the might and the power of that. And so the person's out there and thinking, hey, what do I have to give? I'm 42. I don't have anything. I know a little Bible, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Just trust yourself to the Lord. You know, go go before him and, and let him encourage you and speak to you and allow his spirit to work in you. And he'll provide somebody for that person to, to meet with. Yeah, I, I would add to that, too, and say, you know, not I don't mean this in a in a bad way, but that 
excuse can be used all the way until you die. Right. Right. Because the truth is not everybody comes to Christ at the same time. We don't all come to Jesus at 19 years old and have a lifetime to give them. Right. Some of us come at, at, as teens. Some of us come in our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, our 50s. Whenever you come to Jesus, right, or whenever your eyes are open to the reality that you want more of God, start there. I mean, that's that that's the point you start. You you could live you could live 20 years on the fringes of going to church and playing the game. And then all of a sudden you wake up at 48 and you're in midlife and you're just kind of thinking, gosh, I've wasted all kinds of time. What do I really have to give? Well, start there. Right. Because here's the thing. We all start when God speaks and we repent. I mean, that's the thing. If, if, if you've got if you start when you're 48 and you've got another 40 years, praise God. You know, but if if that's the excuse I use not not to involve myself, not to be disciple, not to disciple. Well, 10 years is going to go by. You're going to have the same excuse. And then another 10 years. And before you know it, you're going to be standing before the throne of God, having wasted all of your life. Mm. You know, and, and I just think that's a really dangerous mentality to have. And so I would just say, look, if if, if God opens your eyes and you've been, you know, carnal, you know, for a good portion of your profession of faith and God opens your eyes, use that as a starting point and just turn. And if today you hear God's voice, don't harden your heart like they did in the day of rebellion. Give yourself now new and afresh to the Lord. And I'll tell you what, man, repentance is, is the, is the igniter of faith. So many times it ignites faith when I finally hear, I mean, we're, we're dealing with a brother right now who we've been praying and praying and, and, and he's finding some victory, you know, mm-hmm. and is struggling. We're thinking, is this it right? Repentance just ignites faith and it, it, it just takes off from there. So I would say if you need to repent, then repent. And if you're 48, repent at 48. If you're 60, repent at 60 because life gets a lot better after that. And the fire is, is a consuming fire. Right. And, you know, the the enemy always wants us to feel like we're not qualified. That's, you know, when you're on a church staff and you're looking for people to help bring people along, you're basically looking at everyone who's either A, too busy, or B, doesn't feel qualified, or C, I mean, their life's a wreck. I don't, I mean, there's all, it's hard to find people. But I'm going to tell you something. You show me someone who's 42 and in that situation and they're hungry. To me, yeah. hungry beats complacent. I, uh, you yeah. know, you can have someone who's been a Christian their whole life and they're complacent. Mm. And the hungry person, in some cases, is going to lead that person better than the other. That's right, Mike. And I'll tell you what, my greatest victories and my greatest steps of faith came from my agreeing with the enemy when he says, you're not qualified. And I say, you're right. But then I can say back, but the, I have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency and the power is of God and not of me. My greatest steps of faith have come when I realize I, I don't have what it takes to decide. I mean, I'm talking to a, you know, not many years ago, I was talking to the dean of religion in a student, in a student, uh, you know, dialogue. I mean, this guy probably has more num- letters behind his name than I can ever imagine. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing here? Like, this is truly what we read last Sunday. This is a fisherman sitting there with boldness talking yeah. to a group of people that are so, yeah, probably have 400 years of education between them all. And you got me here, God, but... Listen, I have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency and the power is not of me, but is of God. I don't need my intellect. I got God's intellect. I don't need my strength. I got God's strength. I don't need my power. I got God's power. I don't need my wisdom. I got God's wisdom. If I'm close to him, if I'm saturating myself with the word of God, the truth of God, 
God will use me and he'll put his glory on display, not me, right? That's the beauty of discipleship. Every single time I get, every single time I get ready to talk to somebody, they ask me a question. I'm listening to their question and privately praying, God, I pray right now you'd fill me with wisdom because if I speak, I will mess this up. I need you to talk to this person. That's the, that's, that's the humility we show first to God, which a person may never see. They have no idea. They're coming to me like I'm a pastor that knows everything. I'm thinking to myself, dude, I have no idea what you are talking talking about, but I have a treasure in an earthen vessel that, that, that powers of God. You were there in our basement one day when we were talking to a guy, yes. we had no idea what we were going to say. We had administer church yeah. discipline and we're just like, uh, and God showed up in the moment. Cause while that guy was talking, I'm praying, Lord, I have no idea what to do with this. I'm so confused. God showed up and all of us were blown away. Yeah. That was the Holy spirit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's mm, good stuff. Yeah. I want to thank you guys for joining me today. Remember, lose yourself is about Those that seek their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for Christ's sake will find it. It's the essence of discipleship, and in these weird times, no matter what happens in our culture, we have the Word of God, we have each other, and we need as the church to build one up and grow together. And so thanks, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for joining me on the Lose Yourself podcast. We appreciate Joe and Steve coming by and having a great conversation about discipleship. You can check them out online at rhutah.church. You can also check out Steve's radio show, Shouts of Grace, both on key radio and online. You can contact me or follow our content on loseyourself.life, which is home to my original content, such as the one-minute Lose Yourself radio spots, blog posts, and other resources. You can also find me on Twitter at NowLoseYourself. As always, we appreciate Key Radio for use of their studio and their support for creating new content in Utah County. We hope to see you next time. And until then, may God inspire you to follow him above all else. This has been Lose Yourself. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a ministry of Grace Church and Mike Cunningham and a production of Key Radio.